This is the Good News Station, WCNO, Palm City. Hello, friends. This is Tom Creighton. WCNO's Prayer and Praise Time is less than two weeks away. Beginning on Monday, April the 8th, we will once again seek to raise $195,000 in financial support to keep WCNO on the air for the next six months. If you are a current supporter of WCNO, and you haven't done so already, please send back your response card today. If you wish, you can pledge your support right now by visiting us on the web at WCNO.com, or you can make a donation by credit card online at WCNO.com. Please begin now by praying for this ministry, and join us for prayer and praise beginning Monday, April the 8th, on the Good News Station, WCNO. And remember, every gift you make to WCNO is used to further the gospel of Jesus Christ right here in South Florida. And it's tax deductible according to IRS regulations. Good morning. I'm Pastor Bob Tarvis, your host for the Revealing Truth radio broadcast. I want to invite you to listen in today as Pastor Jason Baumgartner takes us on a journey through God's Word that will reveal truths for our lives. John 8.32 says, And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Grab a pen and take some notes, and let the Holy Spirit reveal the Father's heart to you. We need the Holy Ghost to guide us through life sometimes, to tell us where to go and when to go. But how many know it's not just a system that tells you where to go, it's also a system that locates where you're at. It tracks you. God is tracking you. He said, God is stalking me. Yes, He is. And He won't leave you alone. And I don't care if you call 911. He's going to stay on you. And I promise you this. The more people that are interceding and praying for somebody, the more God's going to track them. The more you fast, the more He's going after them. The more you stand in faith, the more that... I'll tell you what. you got somebody unsaved in your life, you pray for them. Because they can't check out in a grocery store without the clerk saying something to them about Jesus. Everywhere they turn, they'll get confronted with God. You pray, and God will track. You might not know where they are, but He knows right where they're at. That's why the Holy Spirit sometimes is dealing with us about stuff that we just don't want to deal with. And we'll turn that system off. God, I don't want to hear. I'm just going to shut this thing down and turn it down. He tells me to turn right. I don't want to hear it. What happened? You know what happens in your car when it says, turn right, 90 feet, turn right, 40, and you go past it? That little computer goes nuts, don't it? <laughs> wrong way, wrong way, wrong way. It might be going, you idiot, turn around. What are you doing? Aren't you listening to me? I'm the computer. And you know you really don't want to go that way. Oh, I've already determined in my heart I'm going the wrong way, Mr. Computer. Come on, you ever want to take your little thing out and throw it out in the window and say, shh. Can I tell you, you can't turn God off like that. You might be able to ignore that still, small, quiet voice that He speaks to by the Holy Ghost to lead and direct your life and drive yourself right down into a dead-end street, into a bad neighborhood. And when you get there and go, uh-oh, how in the world did I get here? This ain't a good place. Can I just tell you, God knows right where you are. He tracked you right down in there. He's following you. He's tracking you. He's got a low jack on your life. Come on, somebody. Amen. 
But I don't care. You can end up in some places you didn't really want to go, but God knows you're there. Amen? Just because you tuned him out don't mean he tuned you out. I'm grateful for that today. I tried to tune God out for about six years. He would not leave me alone. And when I woke up in a jail cell, all beat up and been arrested by a canine dog. You ever been arrested by a dog? It's not pleasant. It doesn't say spread them. He bites you. And if you resist, it's another charge for battery. So you say, what do you say, Pastor? You got to lay on the ground let the dog chew on your leg? Well, yeah, really, that's what you got to do. I woke up in jail, and you know what? God knew right where I was. About that time, I said, Lord Jesus, first time I prayed in a year, I said, Lord Jesus, if you're still there, I think I need a change in my life. Hmm? I started turning up the GPS. What do I need to do? This ain't been working too good for me. My decisions really ain't that smart. I thought I was smart, but really, I'm kind of dumb. I mean, that's a good place to realize that you ain't too smart. <laughs> I'm thankful that some of us figured out before we get that far. Amen? He knows exactly where you are. He knows if you're all right. He knows if you're beat up. He knows if you're hurt. He knows what you're going through. He knows the circumstances of your life. He knows how you feel. He knows if you're, if you're wounded in your heart or wounded in your spirit. And He is right there. He's right there. He's right there with you. He's tracking you like NASA tracks that satellite that was coming through the atmosphere. Come on, they watched it burn up. In other words, ladies and gentlemen, He will never leave you. And He will never forsake you, no matter where you take yourself, no matter where you find yourself, no matter what ditch you crawl out of. He's right there. Amen. How I many know? How I many know you got a smart? If you got a smartphone, iPhone, smartphone. Who's got a smartphone here? Raise your hand. Did you know because you got a smartphone, the FBI, the CIA, the NSA, and Facebook know where you are all the time. And Facebook. Even if you got it turned off, they know where you are. They can just tune in your number and watch where you go. They know if you're at home. They know that you're at church this morning. They are tracking you. God has written software like that into your DNA. You can't escape Him. It doesn't matter if the system closes down. God still knows where you are. Amen. There's nowhere you can go that He don't know. There's nowhere that you can hide that He can't see. He knows where you are and He knows what you're up to. He knows what you're thinking before you think it. And He knows what you're getting into before you get into it. He knows when doubt's about to creep up in your life. He knows when fear's about to overtake you. He knows and He's right there in the middle of it. Hmm? And He's speaking softly. Tune in, tune in, tune in, tune in. So really, how I many know there's no reason to really try to go hide anywhere? A lot of us do that, don't we? Touch somebody and say, God is watching you. Not only does He know where you are, but watch this. God has desires, and His desires are for the best in your life. He desires the best for you. In fact, verse 10 says this, For thus says the Lord, after 70 years are completed in Babylon, I will visit you and perform my good word. Somebody say, good word. Good word towards you and cause you to return to this place. I mean, now there's a lot of good words in the church. Mm -hmm. Come on, some, sometimes there's a lot of bad words in the church. Some people, sometimes people get saved to avoid hell. Because what they do is you come to church and the guy gets behind the pulpit and scares the hell out of you. That's what he does. Come on, somebody. 
He preaches condemnation and fear and judgment. And you're like, man, I better get saved or I'm not going to make it to heaven. I mean, that's not really the way to come to God. Hmm? I ain't got no help in here this morning. Amen? I mean, most people didn't need somebody uh, to tell them that their life was messed up. We know when our life is messed up, don't we? We already know that. Because most of us look at ourselves in the mirror. And most of the times when we look in the mirror, we see all our imperfections. Come on, as you're getting older, you know that's true, right? You look in the mirror and you go, oh man, where did that wrinkle come from? It was not there last week. Hmm? Some of y'all are very acutely aware of what's going on physically, amen? But we see all of our imperfections. We see our weaknesses in our life. We spend a lot of our energy and time trying to cover them up so nobody else will see them, don't we? Hmm? We put on airs, we put on masks, we put on shows because we don't want nobody to know really where we're imperfect at and where we're weak at, amen? And, and we see all the things that are wrong in our lives and, and we see all the places that we miss it and we see all the places that we fail and we are constantly aware of our own sense of failure in our lives. Sometimes it's the motivating factor in the decisions that we make because we're so afraid to fail that we make a decision that really causes us to be an overachiever. People sit back and go, man, they are really hard workers and driven. And the truth is, is they're really feeling inadequate. But God says, I know where you are. And the second thing He wants you to understand is that He has good things in store for you. There's a good word over your life. He says, I got a good plan for you. There's a, there's a, there's a good word for your life. Listen to me this morning, ladies and gentlemen. No matter how difficult your day has been, no matter how difficult the last few months have been, no matter how difficult the last year has been, God says, I've got a good word for your life. It's a good word, not a bad word. God don't have a bad word for you when you follow Him. Amen? I think I shared this with you a couple of weeks ago. Oral Roberts used to get up and he'd say, uh, God is about to do something good in your life today. Something good is going to happen to you today. I mean, your whole life, would, your perspective on life would be completely different if that was the first thing you did when your feet hit the floor in the morning. And say this to yourself out loud, out of your mouth, where your ears could hear your own voice and say, something good is about to happen to me today. Do you know that would change about 80% of your day right there? Some of us get up out of the bed and our feet hit the floor and go, oh, God. I think I'll just stay in the bed. Pick your feet back up and roll over and climb out of the blanket. Romans 8 says it this way, that I'm at work so much in your life and when you don't know how to pray, I'll have the Holy Ghost pray through you. If you can't get there, I'll get you there. So that all those things will work together for good. He didn't say everything in our life was good. But he said, I can work it together for good. I can put it together for good. I mean, if you open up a bag of flour and stick your hand in there and take that flour and stick it in your mouth and eat it, it ain't going to taste real good. Isn't that right? And you can grab a bottle of vanilla extract and open up the top and take a little swig of that. How many know that's going to be pretty nasty too? And if you grab a big old tablespoon of sugar and stick it down in the bottom of a, of a sugar bag and come up and stick a whole spoonful of sugar in your mouth, I mean, that's a little bit nasty too. And when I was in high school, Darren was in, uh, playing football for Lake Gibson Senior High School, and he was working out and getting all big and muscular and, and mean, because they teach you to be mean when you're on the defensive line or the offensive line. They didn't really have to teach him a lot of that because he was already mean. He didn't let nobody mess with me, man. He didn't let nobody mess with us. Get out of my way, I'll hurt you. People were intimidated by him in high school. But what he used to do is crack an egg. 
drop it in a glass, he'd drink it in the morning. And all the guys on the football team would drink raw eggs. And I just, the picture in my mind, I mean, I've had a runny nose before, and that's all I'm going to say. But how many know that's pretty disgusting? Come on, amen. That is disgusting. We don't do that today because they got, uh, if you eat raw eggs, you get salmonella. You know? And then your hair will fall out. Now, how many, you know, most of that stuff by itself tastes nasty. But how many know that if you take all that stuff and you knead it together and you roll it together and you work it together, that something good can come out of it? When we were kids, Mama used to go in. She, Mama would make cakes. We had these blenders that had the two paddles on them. You know, you spin it and you mix all the butter. Well, how I many know if you only got two batters and three boys, it's a problem. Because the cool thing in our house to do was after Mom got done mixing the batter was to go get one of the blender paddles and lick it. Lick it. And the first two there usually got them, and the third one that didn't get them was the one that was rejected and hurt and crying, going, Oh, you get left out. Nobody loves me. <laughs> right? And Mom, who really had a very big sense of justice, would re- go to the one, whoever it was, whether it was me or Jeremy or Darren, that's okay, honey, I'm getting ready to make the icing next, and you can have both of them. Mm. And then the other two was rejected. But how many know when you mix all that stuff together and you put that stuff in the oven and you put some heat to it? Come on, somebody. Amen? And and you begin to bake that thing and the heat gets to it. It begins to rise and it turns into a beautiful, good-tasting cake if you know what you're doing when you mix it together. Can I just tell you, God knows what He's doing when He's working things together in your life. He knows what He's doing. Amen? When God works and God needs and and God rolls all the things of your life together, it has in it the ingredients to make something very awesome. Something very good. Amen? 